I would like to encourage all of you with 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. The passage tells us that if we say that we abide in Jesus, that we ought ourselves also to walk just as he walked. That is a high challenge. How did Jesus walk? He walked in love. He walked in grace. He walked in compassion. And he was filled with the truth of God. That's how he walked. That's how he lived his life. But the Bible passage is clear. If we say that we abide in him, we must walk as he walked. Jesus must be our role model. There is no one else worth following. There is only one given to us in all of the world, in all of the history of the world, that is worth emulating, and it is Jesus. And that really does mean that we must live a life that is a reflection of his life. We have to constantly be looking for ways to do good for others. That's part of it. We have to do good because that's what he did. In Acts 10 and verse 38, Peter says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good. And so that's what he was anointed by God to do, to go out and to do good. And if we're going to walk the way that Jesus walked, we must be not just looking for things to do good or thinking about things that are good, but going out and doing good in the ways that we see Jesus doing those very things. He tells us many times, Jesus does in the Gospels, that he did not come to be served, but to serve. The Son of God, the creator of all the world, did not come into the world, come into his own, to be served by his own creation. Yet he submitted to his creation and and turned to serve them. And and it's all for a purpose, it's to show us something. It's to show us about God's truth and, and, and what he really wants to see Uh, And the perfect way to live a full life is in service, not in being served. As much as that lie is handed to us, it will never be true. The fulfillment of a pure, wholesome, and healthy life is in our service to the people around us. And Jesus didn't just tell us that he didn't come to be served, but he came to serve. He shows us, and I think the greatest place, the greatest place in Scripture for me, I mean, the cross is one of them, obviously. But in John 13, it really is the pinnacle of the service that Jesus displayed throughout his life. If you look at John 13, verses 1 through 5, we'll see that Jesus served his disciples in a truly amazing way. It tells us there he laid aside his garments, he took a towel in his hand, and he girded himself. After that, He poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Jesus, as that chapter begins, it says, Jesus, knowing that God had given all things into his hand, that he had come from God and that he was returning to God. All power, all authority given to Jesus by God. And what does he do with it? He takes off his outer garment. He girds himself with a towel pours water into a basin, he gets down on his hands and knees and begins to wash the feet of these men. It's interesting too, at least as the Bible gives it to us, the disciples seem to just sit there speechless. I'm sure they don't know what in the world is happening. Uh, Peter's the only one who tries to say something and he doesn't know what he's talking about, which is usually the case. But, But it's interesting because no one offered to help. Jesus is their master and he's on the ground washing each one's feet one at a time and there's no 
There's no feedback or comment from anyone as he goes one person at a time to do this great and awesome work. He washes their feet and he wipes them with a towel with which he was girded. And no one says, uh, Lord, why are you doing this? But they don't need to ask because he's going to tell them and he's going to tell us. When he's finished washing and drying the feet of these 12 men, he says to them, I am your teacher and your Lord, and I have washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. That's 1 John 2 and verse 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. And so Jesus says, I'm your Lord, I'm your master, and I've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. You need to walk the way that I have walked. I've shown you how to do it. And to a greater degree, because none of those men are God. None of those men are the Son of God. None of those men are the Messiah. They are not the Christ. They are not the anointed. They are not the chosen. They are simply men. Jesus loves them, and he's showing them something that they have to see and they have to understand. Jesus also knows something else that's very important to the point that's being made. He knows that when you voluntarily get on your hands and your knees and you serve those around you in love, that love, it is that place where love is truly manifested in humiliation. As difficult as that is, that for me to choose to humiliate myself, to take a lower position and not just to sit in a lower position or a lower place, or to pay more honor to someone than I probably should, it is full-blown service to those who I honor. It is humiliating. And we put ourselves there intentionally and on purpose. This is why I'm here. This is why God made me. I am here to serve. And you're in this room with me, so I am serving you. Think about working this out in, in a moment in your life. Because it's one thing just to talk about it, but it's another thing to lay out a scenario and say, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, how about when you're with your family, let's say you have all of your family over for dinner, you're already serving them because you've made a meal, you prepared it, you've set it on the table, but you have all of them together in a room. You prepare yourself for service in front of them and you ask them to take their shoes off and you wash all of their feet. Think about all the people in your family from the oldest to the very youngest. You wash all of their feet in love with tender care and attention what kind of an impact would that make on them? Not sure. That's up to them. But what kind of an impact would that make on me? If, first of all, I offered this service and then everyone was willing to allow me to do it, to see that I was serious and I wanted to do it and I wanted to show them how much they mean to me. And there's no position too low if it means that I can help them. How about at work? Setting up a place in the break room where anyone who comes in will have their feet washed and dried by a coworker, that's you, who is meek and lowly in heart. Just imagine sitting in the break room, wherever you work, and waiting for the next person to walk in and say, no matter who it is, and say, I, I am here to wash your feet. I want, I want to care for you uh, in a very special way because Jesus has done it. And I am not greater than he is. I'm his disciple. No matter what the case would be, if we were to do this, whether for our family or at work, we know that we can't expect anything back for it. Jesus didn't. As a matter of fact, it's, it's worse than that for Jesus. Jesus knows that Judas is going to leave that night and betray him. And Jesus knows that because in verse 18, he quotes Psalm 41 in verse 9 and says, 
He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Can you imagine that? Jesus is washing Judas's feet. And when he's done and they get back up and after he gives him that example, in verse 18, he says, He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. That's the foot that Jesus just finished washing. And he quotes Psalm 41 in verse 9. So for us, we cannot expect anything back. It is simply to serve and to honor God. If we want to abide in him, we must be willing to serve. We can donate our clothes, maybe shoes that we have no use for anymore that are still good. They have good quality about them, but we can donate those to a place or to someone that we know needs them. We can volunteer at a local homeless shelter or a soup kitchen. We could donate blood. We could hear about someone's uh, moving away. They're, they're, they're going to be moving away. Or maybe someone who's just now moving into town. And we can offer to be there to help them move, to lift their burden. We can be positive around others all the time. We can compliment other people with purpose. We want to lift people up. We want to look at the good things that they contribute in their daily life and compliment them for that very thing. It's an awesome thing to do. We know it because we enjoy it when someone does it for us. You could also think about someone that you know that you think might be lonely and visit them. You could do something as simple as just being on time. That's serving others. Serve. Look for ways to serve. Do it with all of your heart. We're told he who abides in him ought himself to walk just as he walked. John says this in 1 John 4, 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world.